This episode is brought to you by The Wanna Summit, the one day that's going to change your life. For more information, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. topics that are important to you. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast all about oils, smells and anchors. Now before you go rolling your eyes thinking that this is just going to be a, a, a podcast about smells and deliciousness, there's so much more to what we're going to share with you. We're going to be talking about things that impact your life and you don't even know it. You can be driving down the street, see a sound, smell a smell, notice something and all of a sudden it takes you back to your childhood have you ever been at the movies and smelt popcorn Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. that remind you when you were a kid and your mum used to make popcorn or does for me my mum used to make the popcorn in the in the kitchen and all of us three kids would hover around waiting for the popcorn to come out of the pot so just out of the pot so we could smother it in butter you know those are the things that have just got such amazing memories so today we're going to be talking with kim and with cindy and with myself about what are those anchors? What are those smells? And how do they really affect us in a powerful way? And moving forward, how can we use them to help drive us to create extraordinary experiences in our lives? So over to you, Kim. Tell us all about it, because you're the expert when it comes to the whole smell and gorgeousness. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, I guess the first question I'd love to ask both of you, do you think smell is learned or do you think we are born with it? What to identify what? Do you think we we, uh, we know how to smell when we're born or do we learn to know what smells are? Do, is, it, is it something we're born with? Is it innate or is it something we learn as we go through life? Oh, well, I think it's learnt because I, I have um, points in my life where I've smelt something and the, I probably hadn't smelt it before and when I smell it 10, 15 years later, it takes me right back to my 20s or my 30s or whatever it was. So I don't have uh, a degree in it, but I, I know personally I actually think it's a learnt, a learnt thing. What about you, Karen? Well, I think we're born with it. Oh. I think we're born with it. I think we, we're born with the, um, the ability to smell, but I think that over time we learn what things smell like. So I know now what a rose smells like because I smelt a rose and my mum said that that was a rose. So then I associated the smell of a rose with the vision of a rose. But the ability to smell, um, you know, I think, yeah, I think we were born with that. That's great, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? But when in fact, you're both right. Uh, you only have to look at a baby that is born. It knows its mother's smell. So without even knowing what smell is, a baby is drawn to its mother through the smell of the breast milk. So it, we are definitely born with it. But, Cindy, you're also right. We learn smell. And the way I explain this is... You know, I've taken my children to India a number of times and we've walked down past slums in Mumbai and, you know, we'll put a drop of maybe lavender on a tissue so that we smell that because it's such a foreign, almost disturbing, offensive smell to us. And it was tailored the first time she walked past one that went, oh, my gosh, Mummy, that smells awful, it smells terrible. And Jacob turned around going, 
well, they don't look too affected by it, you know. And it was true. And it made me look at them and I said, but I tell you what, if those kids were now brought or those people from that village or slum or wherever it is were brought into David Jones or Myers perhaps through the perfume counter, they would probably find that smell highly offensive and very unusual. Um, the other way that I can say to you, smell is learned, is picture a, picture a 15-, 18-month-old toddler walking along with its mum. Mum sees a girlfriend, starts chatting, turns around and sees its child squishing its feet and hands and everything in some dog poo. Aww. So, And what most 18-month-old toddlers would think of dog squishy dog poo would be quite fun. You know, they'd love to be playing, and they often even might even put it in their mouth, God forbid. Oh, they don't. Until its mother says what? Ew. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we see, uh, or when we say that, ooh, yuck, you know, Johnny, that's disgusting. Child has now learnt that dog poo is yuck, and it has a negative reaction within this society. Actually, I, I have to stop you there <laughs> because I, I'm watching Karen just oh. turn up her nose. And I have to tell you about my daughter. I won't tell you which one. <laughs> oh. But she had got her nappy off when no. she was just a little girl in her cot and I came in and she was finger painting. Oh, that's disgusting, Cindy. <laughs> oh, that's just disgusting. I just had to add that one. Well, apparently, oh, no. apparently and maybe this is why I'm, aroma, I'm an aromatherapist, <laughs> apparently my father looked after me one day. Mum came home and the same thing. I had decided to become Picasso on a wall with whatever I'd played with. See, so. now, this is, now this is why <laughs> I don't have children. <laughs> You see, most things like that, most uncivilised. When I see them, they're looking very cute and gorgeous. But what goes on behind the scenes is quite sinister by the sound of it. No, you can keep it. Thanks very much. But it brings up a really good point also what you said, Cindy. You know, smell is very closely linked to our emotions. It is also one of the most extraordinary senses we have for memory. So let's say, for instance, um, you have... I don't know, you've been somewhere as a child or maybe for me, let me give me as an example, my grandmother loved lavender and the smell of lavender and she always had little lavender plants and had lavender potpourris and things like that. As I've gotten older and particularly now since she's passed away, the smell of lavender is an instant aromatic anchor to her, the memories, the emotions that I had, times that I shared with her and things like that. Um, for some people, it could be a certain aftershave or a perfume. I always I like this as an example. You know, maybe one of you guys were in this situation where you went out with someone, maybe in your teens, your early twenties, when you're footloose, fancy free, just a few years ago, and um, <laughs> and you know, this person, this partner you were with, wore a certain aftershave. You've broken up, years have gone by, you're both in, in permanent relationships and you're at a party and someone walks past with that aftershave or smell with on them. Now, depending on how you finish that relationship, you are going to have a physiological, neurological reaction to that smell. So let's say it was an unrequited love and your heart starts pounding just by a smell. Your heart starts pounding. Is he here? Oh, my gosh. Where is he? Oh, where... Is he really? Or you go back to, or let's say it was a negative feed and it was like, oh my God, is he here? You know, like it depends. Quick run. Yeah, run. Fight or flight. What I find I do when I, I see that smell and, and it's been a good relationship and, and we just split because of, you know, other things that have been happening in our lives, I actually put my nose in the air and follow it. I, w- I want to follow the smell and get more of that smell to remind me of those good times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful. You know, my daughter came in to me the other day. I was Sorry, it was during you know the, the, the term, so it was a couple of weeks ago, and she comes in to me and she goes, 
Mummy, I've got this big maths exam on Monday. I really don't know which oils I should use. I'm worried because I, I haven't done very well in maths lately. You know, what do you think I should use? And I said to her, look, you know, we have a beautiful blend called Energy and Vitality, which is a combination of basil, rosemary and lemon and oils like that, which are very activating in memory. Some of you may even remember um, the smell of rosemary has been used over centuries to evoke memory. Anyway, I said to her, look, why don't you set up the vaporizer in your room? Let's put the vaporizer on with this beautiful blend of essential oils. Now, we, if we're not smelling, we're not alive. So we can actually manipulate our environments to suit where we're at. So I said to her, look, let's use these oils. They're very, they're very activating for the brain. They're very stimulating. They keep the mind open and focused. Use this for the next couple of nights. On the day of the exam, I said to her, sweetheart, put a drop of that same combination of oils on a tissue. Go into the exam. Before you open the exam, I want you to take three deep breaths. Now, what do you think happens in that moment of her taking the breaths? Okay, so she's already now feeling a little bit anxious. And if we look at the physiology of anxiousness and nervousness, the body can start to sweat. We start feeling a little bit sick. Sometimes we lose our saliva. All sorts of things just from a thought of being worried about an exam. So by, before you open an exam paper, I said to her, take three deep breaths. Now, she inhaled those same smells as to the ones she had her books open, she was studying, she was relaxed, she was looking at all the information. I know through experience that by inhaling that same aroma, you instantly have a neurological reaction to that smell when the books were open. So instantly already, your brain is starting to create those same um, chemical reactions within the body. So mind, openness, clarity, focus, concentration. But more than that, by taking three deep breaths, before doing something you're nervous about is one of the greatest, simplest, most amazing tools you can do to relax the diaphragm, to get some oxygen into the lungs, to actually take a moment to center yourself before you start whatever it is that you're nervous about. I, I think we underestimate breath. We underestimate it. I mean, from a yoga point of view, it is the union of mind and body. It is, it is incredible when we use breath. They're now doing things like breath therapy. I love to think of it as taking it one step further with breath therapy using essential oils or high-grade smells or smells that you can anchor to to cre recreate that emotion or that feeling of confidence. Does that make sense? What's breath therapy? Well, a, well, a lot before. of people, like yoga therapists in particular, really like to use breath therapy. So it's, it's, you can do breath classes where they teach you how to, how, how to breathe. So often we breathe, um, and, and you can do a test where you place your hands on your stomach and your hand on your chest. Let's do it. Do so you place one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach and take a deep breath and see which parts rise. They all rise. <laughs> <laughs> They've although, got big boobs. <laughs> although I must, I felt my stomach go. Okay, so it's interesting. True breath therapy is when we the hand on the chest should rise first. Oh, okay. And then we expand the stomach so the breath goes right down. So we we actually are using the lower part of our lungs, which are the most underused parts of our body. That makes for one hell of a deep breath. It does. And often we are not using our breath in the right way. And wow. there is, there's actually a therapy called buteco uh, breathing, and it, it helps a lot of people that have asthma or breathing problems. And it, it, it's a huge um, movement that's happening around the, around the globe, this Buteco um, breathing. Mm. We may have to get an expert on to tell, I think teach so. us about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I know my knowledge is very limited in yeah. this, but what I have learned is when I take time to think about my breath, 
it slows down the way I like it, particularly when we're getting anxious or nervous. Or think about when you're angry. You know, if we're angry, we, we blurt out words, we're, we're hyped, we're in this. But if you take, you know, your mother might have even said it to you when you were a young child, take three deep breaths before you say something. And it's those three deep breaths that are, it's more than just taking three deep breaths. When you get the oxygen, and I don't know all the science in behind it, but when you inhale a whole lot of oxygen, you're flooding the blood and the cells with all sorts of, you know, oxygenated blood. You're going to think clearer. You're going to feel a bit more relaxed. And more importantly, you're helping expand and relax the diaphragm. When we feel nervous or sick, where do we feel nervous and sick? In our tummies. In our tummies. So, and the, the diaphragm is a muscle that goes right across, you know, underneath the chest cavity. And it can imp- and it can impede the way we breathe well. I love to take it that step further with oils because of the oils when we inhale them they have a very quick you can have a reaction with a high quality therapeutic essential oil within three to four seconds so what sort of a reaction can we have just well you just made me think of something you know you're saying that smell is is so um so strong for us you know, in movies, you see them do smelling salts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can wake you up. Mm-hmm. A smell can wake you up. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually do know that this this can happen. Do yeah, you, do you, absolutely. Do you have any idea what they put in smelling salts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get some made up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I went to. Um, I was. There was this period where I was. Um, my my blood pressure was so low that I was passing out quite a bit, and I had to get some smelling salts made up at the kinesiologist. And it was peppermint and eucalyptus um, and what do, will it be something like rosemary or lemon, very clearing opening oils, but I don't know what yeah. the salt part is. I'm not oh, sure. No, it was oh, was just, it just oil? It was just rock salt. It was just the sea salt, in, but in rock salt form. Ah. Yeah, and they, she just put the drops. But she had peppermint, she had eucalyptus. I don't know. I'm Pine, sure she had lemon. Any, any of the opening clarifying, basil's a very clarifying oil. All of the ones, you know, the, the very stimulating oils, why we know that they are fantastic, that why do they stimulate us is because from a chemistry point of view, they have very high amounts of phenols and terpenes. So it's the phenols and terpenes that have a, a stimulating effect on the body. So when we inhale something like peppermint or rosemary, and this is what I was going to say. What is a smell? How does it work? Imagine when you inhale an aroma like peppermint. Those little molecules, poly- <laughs> molecules, travel up the olfactory system. They hit the limbic part of the brain, which is the seat of our emotions. From there, the brain registers what those constituents are, which in this case will register very high levels of phenols or terpenes, which then have a chemical reaction in the central nervous system and release chemicals and endorphins in the body that stimulate, activate and and make us feel more alert. So it's very powerful when you know through one sense of smell how you can change the way you think and feel in seconds. You know, aromatherapy is also one of the few therapies that crosses the blood-brain barrier instantly Um, so we can have an instant reaction which is why you know you both might have had this with your mums I say the old days I can't stand saying that but you know in the old days where you would have a bowl of hot water they might have put Vicks Vaporub or something in there the towel over the head and we did an inhalation Um, I say why use a petroleum based product let's use the real deal which is eucalyptus tea tree pine peppermint any of those very activating oils to help clear the sinuses but also now this is the most extraordinary thing high quality essential oils are all antiseptic antibacterial and most antimicrobial 
So if you can imagine using smells to treat your health and well-being, that you can, if you're feeling a bit run down, you can use higher antiseptic oils to help keep your immune system boosted. If you're not sleeping well at night, you can use calming oils like lavender. I, I know you guys are on the same realm as me, that I would rather put a lavender vaporizer in my bedroom than take a sleeping tablet. And I have been getting so many reactions on Facebook and emails lately of people using just our, our lavender oil or the instant calm blend, which is a combination of calming oils blended together just in their vaporizer before bed. It's what I call a ritual. It's really interesting because you just can't go out and get any lavender. Because I have to tell you this story. I, before I met you, Kim, I bought oils. I bought perfumes more than I bought oils. But I bought some oils because I started to think, oh, maybe there's not something right about these perfumes and I should be using oils. So I bought this oil. And um, my husband left the chicken in the fridge in the caravan. And you should have smelt the fridge. It was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. So I decided, <laughs> I opened it up, I decided to sprinkle this essential oil that I'd gotten. Obviously it wasn't essential oil, because the next day I opened it up, it had burnt holes in the plastic of oh my fridge. Oh my God. Oh no, that could well have been an essential oil. Oh really? So you've got to remember that even though essential oils are a natural therapy, they're from nature, they are highly concentrated substances. So they are one, they're often between one and 200 times more concentrated than the plant or the source they've come from. So it is, it is a very potent little substance. And when you throw or willy-nilly, that's why we say in aromatherapy, less is best. Because if you start willy-nillying, sprinkling oh, oils, the whole body. <laughs> I mean, tea tree, thyme, any of those sorts of oils can be very—they um, can be, you know, nasal irritants. They can be, you know, like there's certain things that can have an irritating effect on the on the mucous membranes in the body. So you've actually brought up a really good point. They just because they're natural doesn't mean. They're, not they're always they're not harmful exactly, you, you know. Just recently, I just had a girlfriend you know her well, and she's got a little boy who at the time had been unwell. He was staying with his dad. Um, he was upset in the night. He wasn't well, of course, and his dad went in and put a teaspoon of the medicine. I'm not sure what the medicine was, but he put a teaspoon of the medicine on, gave it to his little boy. And then noticed the boy convulsing within 10, 15 minutes. When he turned the light on into full light and could see what it was, he'd given him a teaspoon of eucalyptus oil, oh. not the medicine. Now, this is where the internal application of these oils, you have to be very careful. And eucalyptus and tea tree are considered S6 poisons. That boy is lucky to be alive today. To take in five mils of an essential oil as potent as eucalyptus was life-threatening you know he was in hospital for a good few days and his dad always says to me Kim please he's felt so sick about it as you can imagine but please tell that story I didn't realize how harmful oils could be so like any therapy just because it's natural doesn't mean it's not harmful the, the whole thing about smell as you said it, it passes the blood-brain barrier and food manufacturers and I call them manufacturers because it's not real food it's food manufacturing they have the they have figured out that smell is the most important thing to taste mm -hmm. and so they now create flavors mm. and these flavors could have 48 chemicals in them including solvents uh, including synthetic essential oils I've seen it in mm -hmm. there I've seen vanillin in there and that's well I guess that's not an essential oil but it's synthetic vanilla so I see 
on the on a on a general thing, it'll be forty eight chemicals that they put into a flavour, and a lot of it's about smell because smell has so much to do with taste. And I, I think that people have to realise that just because it smells like strawberry or chocolate or something like that, it may not be strawberry or chocolate. It could possibly be just them fooling your senses. See how people manipulate us, though. Mm. But that's interesting. There was a um, there's a there's a company who shall remain nameless, <laughs> um, but they specialise in delivering home deliveries of diet food. And my mum was on it a couple of times, and just because it was easy and convenient for her. So she went on to this program where they deliver your breakfast and your lunch and your dinner and it's all, you know, in this in, in the box and the dinners are all frozen. Did some research on the ingredients of it and Cindy will be very proud of me. But I did some research on the ingredients of it because when she took it out of the box, put it in the microwave, heated it up, it smelt amazing. It was like a roast dinner with roast carrots and potatoes and gravy and it was just gorgeous. It smelt amazing. After two weeks of being on this program, she started to actually notice that every single dinner, while it smelt fabulous, tasted the same. God. Because when you remove the fat from food, and obviously, you know, you freeze it and all that, it loses its flavour, so they had to put the flavour back in. But at the same time, they put the smell in. So it was what, what she was experiencing as she was eating this manufactured food was the familiarity of the smell not the familiarity of the taste mm, because the carrots tasted exactly the same as the potato which tasted exactly the same as the fish which tasted exactly the same as the chicken oh God, that makes me ill <laughs> but isn't it bizarre mm. isn't it bizarre but as she smelt the food and I did it alongside with her because she only did it for two weeks when I rang her and told her what I'd discovered but, so then she still had two weeks worth of food that she'd bought. So we actually did the experiment. And I said to her, well, smell it. Does it smell like a carrot? She said, yes. I said, taste it. Does it taste like a pea? She said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact she's done it. <laughs> yeah, and it's really bizarre because they, they, they have to put the flavour enhancers in because they've obviously removed all of the flavours of the natural and real food. Um, so they had to put the flavour enhancers in, but the flavour enhancers were the same flavour enhancers in every meal. But the smell was different in every meal, which is what made it continually appealing to keep going back. Because as she was eating, she was thinking she was eating chicken because it smelled like chicken. But it tastes the same as the beef and the pork and the fish. Bizarre. But what's interesting is that um, apparently there's only a few chemical companies around the world that actually make these flavours. And let's say a famous takeaway place wants a gravy. So they go in and there's apparently, this is what I've been told, is there's jars, vials, basically, with uh, droppers in them. A a little bit like essential oils, I guess, but there are jars with um, droppers in them all around. Apparently there's 4,500 flavours that you can have, not just in gravy but in in everything. But if if the, the... the takeaway place wants a gravy. They'll go, well, here's 50 gravy tastes. See which one you want. And so they'll put a dropper of it on the gravy for the gravy taste. Oh, that's just to gross. see which one. You want. This, well, this is what we're being fooled. And with. this we're is being food. Smell. This is food. See, we're being we're being ripped off, manipulated, and manipulated yeah. by smell. 
you know, I, I often, because I've studied smell and, and studied aromatherapy and I've been an aromatherapist for 26 years, I, I always look at smell quite, you know, I try and look at it quite and, and how it affects us on a daily basis. And, and as I said before, because it's so closely linked to our emotions, you know, is that then why we're emotionally eating? Because of the smells that they're creating and the chemicals they're putting in food? Because the foods that we're addicted to that we emotionally eat with... Mm are usually chemical foods or they're not real foods. So it's almost like we are assaulting the the sense of smell so badly that we don't even know what's real anymore. I think it's a good point, and I think that's certainly part of it um, because we do associate popcorn with comfort or we associate the smell of Cadbury's chocolate with comfort, or I certainly have, and Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's. You know, we certainly associate those smells with what's traditionally been educated as good food to eat and it tends to be the kind of food that we go craving for when we are emotional because there's a whole bunch of other things taking place in the body and in the brain that craves that kind of nutrient or (laughs) non-nutrient but I think the smell is definitely a part of it I think it's a huge big part of it you know when we we are emotional and we want to seek comfort and we want to have some help we associate instantly with what's going to give that to us And when we walk into McDonald's and we smell those chips or we walk into Kentucky Fried Chicken and we smell that chicken, that is associated with a sense of comfort, I'm sure. Well, it's a comfort depending on your reaction to or your connection to it because for someone like... education, your level of education. Yes, because someone like me walks past Kentucky Fried Chicken and I got so violently ill on that stuff in my 20s that the smell of it I instantly almost feel like I want to be sick even my mouth starts to um, salivate because I can't stand the smell of it Mm. so can you see how potent smell is on a negative and a positive level I'm a little bit like that with ouzo oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I've seen you with ouzo no wonder I cannot do ouzo when I was 15 at a camp there was ouzo there, you know, and, and I got sick on ouzo because I drank a little bit too much of the ouzo. I cannot. Are you the same I, with any aniseed-type flavourings? Because that's what ouzo no, smells I like. I love fennel and I love uh, licorice. Mm. I love, you know, herb, licorice, herb tea I drink all the time. And, mm. and, and when I smell it, it's like I do this calming down. Mm. But, no, mm. it's, it's just ouzo. <laughs> you know, I've got a similar connection with a perfume that's made for men and women called Youp. The J-O-O-P. Oh, yes. Oh, goodness gracious me. I tell you, when I smell it on a man or a woman, it, it honestly, it makes me want to hurl. I, and I can smell it a mile away. <laughs> a person can be wearing it in the other street, in another suburb, and I will smell it. And it makes me want to vomit. Purely because I had a bad relationship <laughs> with someone. Come on out now. Who insisted on wearing this sweet-smelling, dreadful perfume? And uh, oh, oh, you, you, you know, you brought me... up a really good point. Um, you want to wreck her? <laughs> you should see her face. And I can smell it now. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say. You should see. I've her. recreated. I'm sitting here in the. I'm sitting here in the studio, and I've recreated that smell for I myself. Know, I know. And, and that my is stomach is turning. I know. I know. Whereas I have a perfume called Samsara that I bought uh, in um, duty-free on my way overseas and we were travelling, my husband and I and two children, I was pregnant, uh, and we were going to live in the Seychelles. And I used up the whole perfume in the whole couple of months I was living in the Seychelles and I've never had it since. But anybody 
has samsara on, I go straight back to the Seychelles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me- it's just memory. It, 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 smell evokes memory like no other. Uh, music can actually, you know, music yeah. can put you in a time and a place, but certainly smell is even more potent and quicker than any other sense that we have. You've, bought, you've both brought up good points, you know, like I, I, I've investigated and researched, you know, what is this smell all about? How come something smells good to you and not to me? Mm-hmm. How come you like it and I don't, or how come I like it today and I don't like it in a month's time? And I think the thing we have to remember is smell is also organic. It's it's evolving all the time. And depending on our daily experiences, where we're at in our menstrual cycle, what what's happening in our relationships, will also have an effect on how we smell. Um, I take it back to caveman days. You know, people think that we are visually attracted to our opposite sex or to a partner in our life. But I take it one step further and I'll say why you are truly attracted to someone or why you stay or why you really fall head over heels is often not just with how they look but more so how they smell and the smell of the two of you together because we all release certain pheromones and we all have certain smells and I know and you're probably the same Cindy when I had my babies the smell of a newborn baby Um, you might even notice it with a puppy cats you know like when a smell of a newborn puppy yes she came to life then she's kind of sweet but it's true and you instantly do that voice that feeling you can hold them you can it's true the same for those of us that have had children smell it's insane baby especially your own baby you know so so let's think about (laughs) that so let's think about that for a moment some people can't handle the smell of um you know, like let's go to the negative side, sick and, and poo. Sick and poo. Who does like that smell? Oh, yeah, but, but, babies, right. Well, I'm going to say this to you. When you're, you're breastfeeding a baby and it's sick and the only thing it's had is breast milk, then that smell is not that offensive often. To the mother. Um, to the mother. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> to the mother. However, to someone else, and particularly someone who hasn't had children, mm-hmm. that smell is the most offensive smell in the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not good mm-hmm. with sick or poo either, just saying. But I will clean up my children's sick and poo without a problem. You know, I might not like it, but I'll do it. And I think that's just an instinctual behaviour. I do that with the dogs too. Yeah, I think you're going, whereas dog poo, jeepers. Especially <laughs> <laughs> when you stand in it when we're going for a walk. Yeah, it's, stop it. Anyway, and then it comes into the car and it's like, yeah, and you're wondering who's got it. But, oh, no. But, but let's go back to caveman days and, and that, that, that thing of, of pheromones and everything. You know, we often look at someone as a partner, particularly, and I'm trying to be as raw as possible here. The reason why we are attracted to the opposite sex is in order to recreate, in order to make sure the human race continues. That's it in a nutshell. Um, So how did we choose our partners and how is it that we've turned up and and had these special people in our lives, or maybe not so special, Um, (laughs) but they've been a part of our lives? And often you will find it's their smell that you are more attracted, even without thinking about it, than in fact what they look like. Yes, we look at them for their broad shoulders, their muscles, their tone, so that we know that they're going to give us good genes. But the smell is, and there's even science saying there's unknown information through our sense of smell. So we don't even know what that information is giving us half the time, but why do we have an emotional reaction to it? Why do you walk past me? Why are the three of us sitting here and not offended by each of our smells, whereas someone else could be with the oils we have on or or with the smell of the room or whatever? It's really fascinating when you get underneath what smell does and means to each of us. Just going on from the, the smells of caveman, which we will be having now, the smells have a vibration. And the vibration also helps the cells vibrate. 
and apparently, like I, I've read this information, that the vibration of the smell and the vibration of the cells get into sync with each other. And there's an intelligent knowing, or an intuitive intelligence, I should say, that says to you and your partner, hey, or the person you're attracted to, hey, you know, we can make beautiful babies. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're saying, and that our, our genes are perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the vibration of the smell, the vibration of the cells that actually link two people together that, that can have children together. And because you're right, that was why we were attracted to each other back then, and, and it still is. We still have to keep being attracted to each other so that we continue the human race because mm-hmm. that's what this is all about is continuing the human race. So I just I love that whole concept. Absolutely. The, inter- the interesting part about that, Cindy, um, from a scientific perspective as well, science has actually measured um, that the body vibrates at an average of about, say, 65 megahertz, which is... 65 million times in a second, the body is switching on and off, on and off. 65 million times a second. Because that's simply what vibration is. It's, it's just an on and an off and an on and an off. Sounds phenomenal, doesn't it? It's almost blind, blind mowing. <laughs> mind-blowing. <laughs> that's how mind-blowing it was. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. See, when we get sick, when we get a cold, the vibration of the body actually drops down to 55. So ordinarily, we're functioning at about 65. When we get sick, the body drops down to about 55. When we get, um, you know, when we get any kind of infections or some viruses, we drop down to around 52. When we get cancer, the body's dropped down as far as 42. Mm. So my thought, and I guess from a scientific perspective on that, is that when we're at those certain vibrational levels, and you were mentioning this before, Kim, as life changes and depending on what's happening in our relationships, what's happening in our life, in our businesses, what's happening in our health, our, bro- our body reflects what's happening in the frequency of our vibration. And when our body reflects what's going on in our life in the frequency of our vibration, when we're at the top of our relationships, we're top of our health, life's fabulous, we're functioning at about 68 to 72 megahertz, which is 68 to 72 million on-offs a second. Now, when we get cancer or we're not doing so well, our relationships are really bad, you can actually feel the difference, can't you? Mm -hmm. Physically, we can feel the difference of when we're firing on all fours and everything's going awesomely, and when we're firing on two cylinders and things are not going well in, in all areas of our lives. And it affects the vibrational frequency of the body. Now, it's only natural that the human body has an instinct for survival. And this is the part that I'm so fascinated and curious about, is that it's only natural that the body seeks for its own survival in every situation. And it's instinctive. It's not even something we do consciously, but it constantly seeks for its own survival. So in in that instance... Our body is looking for other vibrational contributors that's going to increase the vibrational speed back to our peak performance. Absolutely. And when we look at food, you know, this is you, you know, you can you can you can find all of this stuff out, but when we look at food that's processed or in cans, it has a zero vibrational frequency. Wow. It vibrates at zero. When we look at fresh herbs and fresh spices, we're looking at a vibrational frequency of up to twenty-seven million on-offs a second. Now, wouldn't we want to give that to our body, particularly if our body's not functioning at peak performance or if it is at peak performance to maintain it? 
The other thing, though, that I think is amazing about essential oils is that rose oil. <laughs> I mean, you know, give me a break. How yeah. does? I mean, how does this work? Rose oil is the highest. It's the highest Absolutely. known frequency known to man, isn't it? And believe it or not, it, it has a vibrational energy of 320 megahertz per second. God. So, so, But you can see, and you've brought up such a fantastic point, our affinity with nature, mm. our affinity with the plant kingdom. Uh, you know, you only have to walk in a forest or along the beach to know that you feel better than what you do walking through a computer store with all the television screens oh, going and things. Oh, right, yeah. And it's actually what we call our negative and positive islands, uh, ions. So when we are in a really positive nature environment, we increase the negative ion count. We increase our ability to feel better. We fight infection better. We feel more positive, whether you like it or not. Even if you go out grumpy and you go for a walk in nature, you can't help mm. but feel great by the time you get back even if you're in agony or you're upset or emotional it's one of the best things you can do is get to nature bare feet on the ground go hug a tree hug a tree it's so true and smell a rose go for a hike well thank you all of these things are perfect why because the smells of nature are so healing Mm. so uh, unbelievably connected to our central nervous system our emotions our makeup that when we are in an environment with a lot of high negative ion counts which usually means nature we feel better so, so, and lavender is up there with 118, I think, megahertz per per second. So when I look at these, and lavender and, and, and rose are two of my most favorite essential oils. You know, lavender is so soothing, it's calming, it's nurturing, it helps a baby sleep, it calms, it releases a headache, it, it is very, it's like what I call my first aid kit in a bottle, or my dream mum in a bottle, because it's so nurturing. Where, and something like rose, which is one of the most amazing oils, it, it takes a ton of rose petals to fill a 10 ml bottle of rose oil. So the yield, the concentration is magnificent. But rose oil is used in the perfume industry. That is what perfume used to be, was oils or smells from nature. Over time, we have adulterated it mm. in order to create a synthetic smell that we can re- we can create cheaply and that people like. I wore perfume before I, you know, as a teenager because I knew no better. But what I've learned through time is every time I put my essential oils on, people will always comment, oh, my gosh, what are you wearing? Because the interesting thing about oils, because they also have a life force or their own innate intelligence, they also change depending on if there was a flood when it was extracted or there might have been a, a drought one year before we extracted rose oil. So the concentration, the constituents that make up that plant vary. The minute we put them on, depending on our emotional state, will also react differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I could put rose oil on, and you both could put rose oil on, and yet someone would smell it quite differently on both of us because the synergistic reaction between my pheromones and the pheromones that come from the plant have its own synergy within itself, which is why sometimes I don't like certain essential oils or why you don't like certain smells within the aromatherapy world because your body doesn't need that or want that in its time right now, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong with essential oils. So, sorry. I was just thinking, understanding all of this, that uh, we all obviously have these anchors to smells. You know, yours is to dupe. And mine, like mine was samsara and the other one is Carmex. I, I remember there was in America, when I was living in America as a, a 19, 20-year-old and going to university there, there was this lip balm called Carmex. Oh, yes, you can... Carmex. <laughs> but I used to call it Carmex. <laughs> and I would put it on my lips every single day for two years. 
because I loved it. And that takes me right back to that. So it's an anchor. And we can use, we can have bad anchors, which is dupe for you, mm. or we can have good anchors. How do we use these beautiful these beautiful aromas or even music we can use or other ways to anchor into our lives things that will make us do things like for instance when I was going to university it was really hard to sit down and study you know you were so much going on and there was so much partying happening and I lived near a beach and I, I, you know life was great so to make myself sit down and study I didn't know about smells but I had this music that I put on to get me into that mood to study. And to this very day when I put that music on, I want to sit down and study. Mm. And I only have to think about that music now. I don't even have to hear it. And it will get me into that mood to sit down and do what I need to do as far as research goes. And it was um, Electric Light Orchestra's music. And it was one of their melodies, not one of their singing. I couldn't have voices. Mm. I used that anchor to get me through university so how do we create like how do we get rid of bad anchors because there are anchors everywhere and, yeah, and can I just explain what yeah I, I just I, I probably would like to say my opinion on anchors I would like to think of anchors as a positive word rather than I I don't I wouldn't use it I wouldn't say it was a bad anchor to me it's not an anchor then because an anchor to me is a positive experience from something that I've used with a smell or a, I, I would say that's a bad experience or a bad remem- memory or a bad feeling to me an anchor is to be used in a positive way so but people ha- can have bad anchors can't they they can well, then have I, negative, negative associations yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't I would like to educate people to believing anchors are a positive metaphor and that bad experiences or reactions is the negative side of it so so i so so dupe because it's a negative negative experience for karen i would not call that an anchor because it's now not something i'm going to call on to support me going through times of challenge or when i need to study i wouldn't call that an anchor I wouldn't call it that personally. I would say I just don't want dupe around me. Whereas, yeah. whereas, and I would go. So what can I But you can, can run, use? but you can't hide. You know, those buggers come out from nowhere wearing yupe, <laughs> or yupe, dupe, whatever it is. Um, let me just say this to you because essential oils also work in another way Um, and this is another anchor in a way that we can create one is that they work on the skin so when you place an essential oil on the skin with in a carrier oil or a moisturizer um, it's absorbed via the hair follicle and taken into the bloodstream it's so potent and so quick it's it's amazing so you can have someone that's got bad menstrual cramps for instance and you can use one drop of clary sage put it in with a little bit of magnesium oil and sweet almond or rub that into your lower abdominal area and within seconds you can relieve cramping because it's an antispasmodic oil. So you can use oils in that way. So the great thing about essential oils, um, and we mentioned before, you know, what if you're living in some place that doesn't have a forest or doesn't have a beach or something like that? The beauty of plants, flowers and herbs and all these things, you can bring them into your home to create the same experience. Does that make sense? So by putting a vaporizer on and putting some drops of, you know, your favorite essential oils or a beautiful blend or a drop of rose oil is going to help soothe the mind it's going to help calm the emotions it's going to also make you feel good about yourself those are very positive rituals and anchors to support you to feel better in your daily life because let's face it life can be a challenge you know when my children were little and they weren't sleeping very well I'd be at the end of my tether I didn't know what to do they were crying you don't know and a simple thing like placing a drop of lavender on my shoulder 
then placing the little the wipe over my shoulder and then having my baby you know rested on my shoulders I'm patting her she can't help but breathe those smells and those calming soothing oils it's very rather that than give her some pamol you're very manipulative aren't you I am <laughs> modern day tell, witch tell everybody what you do when um, you pick the kids up from school I love this <laughs> Okay, so, so an oil, again, like lavender or chamomile or orange or our instant calm blend. You know, often you mums out there will pick your kids up from school and they're foul, they're grumpy, they haven't eaten, they're talking, they're arguing, they're, I don't know, they're doing whatever they do at the end of the day. Normally, we get drawn into that emotional state and we end up yelling or screaming or saying to them, oh, for goodness sake, you know, and we become affected by their energy. My favourite ritual or anchor is I'll put my favourite essential oils on there or the soothing, calming ones. I'll put a couple of drops onto a tissue. I push it into the air vent. I put the windows up. I put it on air, uh, on lock because they can't unwind them. They have to breathe. And then I'll put the air vent on high and I'll turn the music up so I can't hear them anymore. But now what we have is this wonderful anchor that within a few seconds they're going to get the smell of these calming oils. And I swear to you... I swear to you, it works. Same thing could be if you're picking up a grumpy mother-in-law or a, someone you don't really want to be spending time with. You can alter moods in homes by using a simple thing like a vaporizer. It's powerful. Well, like since I've um, known you and, and your beautiful um, oils, I can't travel with all my oils, and I do have a lot of your oils, <laughs> your essential oils. So I travel with two, and I travel with Instant Calm, and I travel with energy and vitality because they're the two moods that I need to be in either when I'm speaking or I need to be alive and awake after a long plane trip or I want to be on the plane I want to be calm and I want to relax and I want to sleep so I, I've actually used them all the time you know they're just um, they help me when I'm traveling and sometimes I can be traveling two and three weeks and they'll, they'll do exactly what they need to do. And I don't know, and you're saying that they are linked to do that, but is it also me doing that at certain times that enforces or in, you know, I'm, I don't know. Creates, creates that mind-body connection yeah. almost. It's almost like, you know, the oils are creating the link for the mind to then say, right, well, now that we've sprayed energy and vitality and got that scent, now we're going to have energy and vitality. So it's, it's like the whole... It's, it's the, Which it's is why the, we named them those names, to create that information. Well, interesting that you should say that. I flew to LA recently, and um, myself and my partner Matt were on the plane. And each time I've flown overseas for, you know, 10 or 14 hours, I get off the plane. Within a day, I'm sick as a dog. I've got the flu, barking around the place, and I'm sick. This time we went to LA, and we took a spritzer bottle, and with your immune boost mm-hmm. oil in it and I saturated a tissue with it and every 10 minutes I forced Matt to smell the tissue, shoved it up his nose and every 5 minutes or so we were spritzing ourselves and he kept saying don't spritz, you'll get the, you'll get the people next to us and I said look, if they get off this flight healthy I'm sure they'll be grateful <laughs> and I can tell you now the flight over there we were right as rain we had three weeks in the States, right as rain, not a single sniffle, not one. Caught the flight back, not a single sniffle, not one. Mm. So I can say hand on heart, I will never travel without immune boost, saturated through tissues, <laughs> and shoving it up my nose every 10 minutes and giving myself a spritz, you know, 
frequently. You know, it's, it so, it's so good to hear that because often people will reach for drugs or medication in order to support themselves through that. Yeah. I think powerful, you know, if you can use essential oils and homeopathy or herbal therapy, it's such a fantastic way to support your own body to do the healing and oh, the own yeah. body to do the, the, the calming or whatever. Uh, you've just brought up a great point. You know, some people might be saying, oh, what's immune boost? What's energy and vitality? You know, I can give you individual oils that work well, but the wonderful thing about nature, nothing works uniformly independently independently, you know and the beautiful thing about essential oils is it's what we call a synergy i mean even the three of us one of us could be doing this conversation and it would not have the impact or the synergistic response that we have with three of us talking i think it's ironic i think it's amazing that the three wellness guys and there's this three up for a chat girls you know essential oils work most powerfully when blended in threes oh wow yeah, and and in, and in aromatherapy, if you're a perfumer, we have what's called a top, middle, and base note. That's what we call a well-rounded prescriptive blend. When we take a top note, which tends to be the citrus oils, we take a middle note, which tends to be the spicy herbal oils, and we take a base note like sandalwood, frankincense, or myrrh. When you choose one of each of those, that's what perfumers do, and they try to create a perfume because it, the base note holds on to the middle or the heart note, and the heart note makes the, the top note last longer. Otherwise, the top notes evaporate very quickly. So by using base notes, you hold and make the smell last longer. An interesting thing about synthetics, you know, some some of you might go, oh, I can get lavender from the market for $5. Why would I pay, mm. you know, $30 for your oils? You know, there's, there's a difference between pure and synthetic. And many oils, sadly, not, I mean, 80, I'll even go as high as saying perhaps 85% of oils out there are adulterated in some way. The only way we know how an oil is um, synthetic or not is, um, and none of you would be able to do that, um, but you'd find that by, by using a liquid gas chromatograph, which reads the constituents of each one of those, um, the oil that you put a drop on, it reads each one of the constituents, which can be up to 300 of them. That's how you know what the constituents are. That's how we know if a company has added a synthetic oil to it or has adulterated it by adding a carrier oil to it to make it last longer. But how are we, the general public, going to know that? Mm. You know, it's, it comes back again, and we've talked about it in many of our conversations and chats that we've had, is about trusting the supplier, trusting where you get them from, trusting the source. I feel really excited. It took me 10 years um, to create what we've done with our aromatherapy range because I wanted the truth. And I finally found it, found someone I could trust who sources the best from around the world so that when you do inhale lavender for a headache, it will help a headache as opposed to buying lavender from the markets for $5. It might smell okay, but will it fix your headache? Often it gives you more of a headache. So again, the key to remembering, if you're going to use aromatherapy as a part of your healing and health and wellness modality, then I'm suggesting to you go for quality. You know, Chanel number no. 5, I don't know the exact year it came out, but I'm imagining I think it was somewhere around in the 1930s. It is the exact same perfume today as it was when it was formulated in the 1930s. I could almost promise you the rose oil that was extracted in the 1930s as opposed to now would probably have quite a consti- different constituent makeup. That's the beauty of synthetics if you want to look at it that way. So you're always going to get the same. Uh, yes, of course. It's consistency. It's consistency. Mm. And companies can do that because they know they're never going to have someone turn around and argue. So I always say if there's a problem, sometimes we think an oil's gone rancid, which is highly likely. Perfumes don't often go rancid unless they're left sitting in the sun or the heat. So again, it's about taking care. So I look at my oils and my plants 
as an extension of myself, that they take care of me in the same way that I want to take care of them. I treat them with the absolute respect they deserve. They've come from nature. They are my anchor, my connection to Mother Earth. They are a a connection to source, if you like, because of the vibrational energy we've just spoken of. It's not often we get into a place of feeling that connected with source in ourselves. And it's our sense of smell that can take us there because we can't describe a lot of it a lot of the time. Let me read this to you. I interviewed a boy who was blind. This is how he sees the world. Sometimes I can smell fear in the air, even a tense atmosphere. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. My sense of smell is important to me because along with touch, it is how I see the world. Smell can trigger how I actually feel. It can warn me of a bad situation I'm in or I'm about to walk into. For example, if I'm walking around my home or a new environment, my nose smells something like water or something that does not smell good like dog poop. My nose preempts me from going nearer to that smell. Smell also triggers memories for me, especially when I smell something familiar. It takes me back. Cut grass, rose flowers, barbecues, popcorn, the salty air at the beach all create some sort of sensation in my body. Sometimes those sensations are positive or negative. Sometimes they remind me of certain people or experiences. What is amazing is that I can actually really feel as though I'm back there at a different time when I smelt that smell, remembering the people I was with or the things we were doing. I can even tell whether I'll like someone or not before they even speak, and I often wonder if it's their smell I'm tuning into. Wow. Hi, I'm Blake. I'm a student here at a school in Queensland, and I'm actually unable to see. So all of my other senses take a commanding station. Smell is the one sense that I'm particularly fond of. I create pictures of people, food, or scenes in my head when I smell certain smells. It is one of my greatest joys and one of the greatest ways I can view this world. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. You know, when I was studying to become an aromatherapist, one of the ways we learnt the smells was we were blindfolded and they did tricks with us with the smells. So in order to pick up the smell of Roman chamomile, she actually put it in onto ice cubes of ice into water and I had to you could touch it you could smell it you could taste it but they never told you what you could do and you had to guess which each smell was or there was potato cubes of potato that had a drop of orange oil on it and you had to guess what the oil was and what it was on I'm not suggesting we all have to go out and do this but what it did to me and I've never forgotten is it tuned me into my sense of smell in a way like nothing else has that you know, by those of us lucky enough to see, we already have a visual impact that creates a sensation in our head or a thought or a feeling or emotion already before we've tasted or smelt or experienced it. And sometimes that can be judgmental. Oh, yeah, and deceiving. And deceiving. Yeah. When we close our eyes and we smell, now you watch if your partners are beautiful enough to give you a bunch of flowers. Let me say this. The men have picked them probably because of the way they look. They'll hold them out in front of them and they'll go, yeah, they'll do. They're red, they're beautiful, she loves white, whatever it is. What do we do (laughs) when we get given them? The first thing we do is we take hold of them we're all doing it we inhale that smoke we close our eyes even and we go oh my gosh that's amazing it's like women because we are probably more emotional creatures we drink in smell i would suggest more than any other sense it's also probably why we are so attuned with touch and that's why me personally as an aromatherapist loves to use oils when I massage or touch people because it's one of the most amazing ways you can have communication without words. How beautiful. 
Well, I think that's, you know, I think that's probably one of the most fascinating aspects about how we operate and how we exist in this life in that we do have the blessing of sight, you know, for the most part, of the blessing of sight, the blessing of hearing, the blessing of taste, the blessing of feeling, of touch and of smell. But I think it's, you know, up until now and even having this conversation with you, it's almost like we take all of that for granted. If I go and eat something divine, I'll savor the moment. But if I hear the sound of something beautiful, like, you know, those... Um, I was at a, uh, a retreat with Cindy when they played the singing bowls. Yes. Oh, those quartz singing bowls. What a sound. What a sound. And those, that sound actually created a vibrational experience as well because the sound was vibrating and you could feel it in your body, you know. But there's a certain aspect of even sound that, as humans, I think we take for granted. Our sight, we definitely take that for granted. Just, you know, just looking at you girls and looking out and, you know, the fact that I know I'm going to be able to go and make dinner or make breakfast and see what I'm making, I take that for granted. And the fact that I can smell the cut grass and I can smell the rain or I can smell the flowers, in the moment it's beautiful, but instantly it's gone from me in terms of I take it for granted Mm -hmm. and I think as humans we do but what you've just explained now I just pictured myself trying to smell a drop of orange on a piece of potato Mm. I mean that would really force a person to become very present in the moment and that's the other thing that I'm getting out of this whole conversation is coming back to the appreciation of what the moment delivers and when the moment delivers a sensory ecstasy which the sense of smell is absolutely able to deliver in a way that nothing else can deliver. Being present to that moment and that ecstasy is part of what makes life so satisfying and so juicy and so extraordinary to be a part of it. I, I'm, really, I'm really getting an aha moment out of this mm-hmm. in that I really am gifted and blessed with all of the senses that I have and to take a moment to be in the moment with what they can actually deliver and do deliver constantly constantly yet I'm completely oblivious to it you know so thank you oh look this is why I love what I do this is the heart of what I'm about when when Danny and I were first together he was a cricketer and he traveled the world and he was always going away and I would get him to wear a t-shirt to bed for three nights in a row and when he was gone I would hold that t-shirt and smell he would take the oils away and I get texts daily um, from Danny whenever he's away oh my gosh I've just had a 28 oil bath I've just used lavender and peppermint that's one of his favorites so the soothing of lavender but the cooling and and, and heightening of of peppermint is quite an experience in itself I'd recommend it to anybody Um, you know when we got married I put a drop of rose oil on each of my bridesmaids hearts and our two mothers who gave us away when we walked up that aisle there was the most beautiful smell of roses as we walked up when we arrived at the reception area on the on every table of our wedding i had what i call the romance and intimacy blend which was ylang ylang orange patchouli and rose on every single vaporizer on the table when we walked into that room the aromatic anchor people still to this day 20 years on say i will never forget the smell of your wedding oh wow Um, people say they smell their way to my house they smell my house feels good we smell you before you come around (laughs) it's true it's true 
I am so blessed to have that sense of smell and what it's given to me. And it really, if you really want to take this further, the chemistry, the science in behind plants and herbs, you know, you can you don't even have to take it that far. You just have to pick herbs from your garden. Mm. You just have to put fresh herbs on your salad. You just have to um, make a herb tea to get that same connection to what Mother Earth has provided for us. And I think you've nailed it, Karen that it makes us aware and present to the moment, Mm. which is a gift in itself because most often they're not. We're thinking about the future, what we've got to do, where we've got to go, how we've got to do it. So even in moments of conflict or annoying children in the back seat or a partner that's grumpy, I will put oils on that I can change the way everyone's feeling in the house or I'll put a beautiful uplifting blend on when I have a dinner party because I want everyone to communicate. I mean, yeah, I am a modern-day witch. (laughs) You know, I think the whole lesson in, in our, our chat this hour is that we should be using these these oils and our smell mm. um, and things that make us feel good in our everyday life for our health and well-being. Because this is what this is all about, is that we're here to give the tools to people, help people with the tools to help them with their health and well-being. And this is just one more tool that they can use in, in that part of their journey. I loved your word, sensory ecstasy. Oh, I'm kind of, I don't know where that came from, but it was almost like I was having a little moment there for myself. Mm. <laughs> Do you think she was having a release of nitric oxide at the same time? Oh, mm. Hello, Christmas. I am wearing something you gave me earlier. I don't know what, narrowly? Rose, narrowly and jasmine. Oh, stop mm. See, now, I, and I think I smell fabulous. <laughs> having a little moment with myself. Now, if you'd like to have a little moment with yourself... <laughs> What we encourage you guys to do is to jump onto the website. Go and see the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And post your comments and your thoughts about this chat. You know, ideally, we want to bring everybody back to nature and back to what's organic and real. So what I also want to encourage you to do, if you're really interested in what Kim has delivered for us today... Um, in terms of her oils, jump over to her website as well because you can actually purchase those oils from her website online and you won't be sorry. We've all got them. Do it. Jump online. Try them out for yourselves. Have have an experience of it. You know, we've been talking about very luscious experience of, of the sense of smell and how we get it and it's because we work with Kim's oils all the time, every day. So do it for yourself. Try it out. And as I said, it's not going to be something you'll ever regret. In fact, it'll become a luscious, extraordinary experience that will bring you ecstasy too. Thank you, Karen. So jump onto Kim's website. It's 20, the word 20, and then the number 8. So 28.com. So the word 20 and then the number 8.com if you want to pick up some of Kim's oils. But otherwise, we'd love to see you on the Wellness Catch forward slash up for a chat and to get all of your comments on what you guys do tell us about your sensory ecstasy (laughs) now there's a conversation we'll be up for a chat with now join us here again next week as your professional reminders on up for a chat and be a part of the ripple effect that's changing the world this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.